When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Discover the all-new Renault Arcana at Blackstone Motors that comes with a five-year warranty. Call us now to arrange a test drive or visit blackstonemotors.ie for more details. You're very welcome to Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Ah, we have lovely people to chat to today on the show. We have great music for you. And we have a competition. Three months supply of Clinton's crisps. Yes, one of you are going to be munching through them. Thanks to us on Late Lunch today. I'm going to tell you how you can win that lovely prize a little bit later on in the show. If you want to get in touch with us, 086-1800-658. You can WhatsApp or text me or you, or you want to call in. It's 1850. 715958. We love to hear from you. And we're going to hear today from a woman who owns a lovely coffee shop in Rush and she's expanding her business as she's opened recently in Drogheda. I'm delighted to say hello to Anietta Alaska. Hello, Anietta. Hi, how are you, Johnny? How are you doing? I'm very, very good. Tell us about the Rush shop. How long is that there? How long are you in business there? Well, we opened uh, in March 2020. Okay, so and yes. it's been going well for you, has it in Rush? Yes, yes, we didn't close since, so we we, we are we had the great support from the local people, so we're glad to be there. And did you manage during the pandemic? You say March twenty twenty. That was a defining yes. day when the I know COVID came. How, how did you manage through it? Were you doing uh, takeaways? Uh, yes, we did. Yeah, but I have no idea how how it went because it was just uh, adrenaline and lots of work, and it just was lots of worries, troubles, but we. We succeed, so... Good on you. Good on you. And it must have been great to be open again. I'm sure you got lots of business with the reopening, for sure. I know, yeah, yeah. It's it's great for us, and it's also great for the customers. Like, they love love the interaction and the coffee and uh, everything, all the service we provide. So we're happy happy to to have everybody back and uh, just keep going, you know? Good on you. So Rush is going well for you. Business is booming. And you decide, what brings you to Drogheda, to open in Drogheda? I don't know. I think it's meant to be. I was just um, searching through the uh, desk and I've seen this uh, beautiful corner shop and I'm like, that's that's where it's supposed to be now. Uh, the, our our baby, because it's much smaller space. Mm. But um, I'm, I'm glad to be here because I always uh, kind of felt that uh, Drogheda would be the second place to go to. Good on you. And the shop is called Verde. What What does Verde mean? It's green. I just wanted to do something like uh, related to to Ireland, but uh, yeah. uh, something that people will recognize, uh, but not like obvious. 
Okay, oh, so yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Green, green. It means green, and that's that's really good. And that's the 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 talk in the world at the moment. But listen, yeah. you're you're with me today, and yet for yeah. a reason because yeah. it's not been plain sailing since you opened in Drogheda. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't easy. There were a few incidents um, that happened since we opened. So uh, I just I just feel sometimes so this this hard because the place is wonderful and the people are great, but. Just you know, this antisocial behavior, then uh, some rubbish, uh, uh, the drainage problems. So there's few few issues on that on that particular. Okay, so you've had issues since you opened there. What about your furniture? I, I, some of it disappeared, did it? I mean, uh, there was a, a bunch of kids, uh, maybe around ten years old, and they just took the uh, furniture from outside and and uh, kept walking. <laughs> and uh, it was like just in the middle of the day, so there was few people around. And I just approached them and I was like, "What are you doing?" And they just told me they uh, uh, they just want to move it. And then they get scared, I think, and they just tell me that again. They they took the furniture, they went off down the street with your furniture. You challenged them. Did they leave it back then? It was just thrown on the street, so I I pick it up, but it scratches and, and uh, yeah, some of it is it, damaged, but. Yeah, I got it back. And what age would you say these children were? About about ten. Ten maximum. Yeah, three or four of them, and they did. They didn't even run away. They just were walking. Yes. And I took a picture from behind, so I could, uh, uh, can have some evidence of what just happened. Uh, but they didn't mind. They just showed me a finger, called me names, you know. They didn't so, care. Ten years no. of age, and they begin with them. They removed the furniture, damaged it, and you you got it back all right. What happened? Yeah. Uh, somebody collapsed as well at your doorway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was the day of the opening or second day uh, when just uh, there was a gentleman. He just collapsed, and uh, I don't know if he was like a, a, a epileptic yes. um, kind of thing, or if he was just there for one hour until the ambulance came. So this person collapsed, was at your doorway, people couldn't yeah. get in or out, and yeah. uh, it took some the, time. I, I got the all attention, but for bad reasons, you know, but mm, yes. <laughs> it was just, just so so um, random, I don't know why this happened. Mm. So um, I'm just next to the uh, a club, so I, I realised that I'm going to have uh, some trouble, some antisocial behaviour, especially during the uh, weekends. Mm. But some, uh, the, yes, you know, a few days ago... Uh, on my, um, how you call it, the bush, the uh, flower outside, mm. uh, got damaged. Uh, uh, everything is, it was in pieces in the morning, you know. Mm. And the pee, the, 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 the pee, after five, it's very dangerous over here. So um, the people pee on the, on the walls. And yesterday or two days ago, there was a pee on my wall, like next to the entrance. So people urinating yeah. outside your building in public. Yes, yes. I don't know when this happened because we closed at five. So it had to happen between five in the morning. And you're on Stockwell Street there, which is yes, just off yes. the main street on West Street. Um, yeah, just a few mm, steps away. Mm. And, and you know, these things, have you experienced anything uh, like this in Rush? No, no. There's a um, greater sense of uh, community and kind of people look after each other more in a small place, smaller towns than yeah. in bigger cities. I understand that, but... Still, I feel like this uh, this street is un- abandoned. Uh, I try to get on to the council about some of the issues, like regarding the rubbish and um, drainage. And uh, I haven't heard from them since um, I think this was like nine weeks ago when I sent a message on the nine and sent again. And all what I'm getting is like 
uh, yeah, we're gonna send their engineers or, or whoever, and nobody show up till now. And when it's raining, it's really bad because it smells. Mm. <laughs> the 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 all the waste. Mm. So, like we have no. But uh, second day after opening, I got the letter that I supposed to pay my fees, but there is no services, you know, yeah. for for uh, for us over here. And everybody is complaining about the streets because it's been like ab- abandoned. I was asking if we can get some flowers or some like trees or I know some paints or whatever because it's just next to library so there's plenty of people coming mm. but it, it, it feels like there's no you know communication or response so you feel as if you're abandoned yeah you, you, yeah. you, you don't know who to go to you don't feel yeah. supported in any way and yet you said at the beginning that you find customers who come into your lovely people and yes 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 yeah. Yeah, we have loyal customers already. Mm, but they, mm. they do not know where we are, and we are not allowed to bring anything on the main street, so people know that this street, this, uh, Stockwell, is kind of it has something to offer. Mm. So people use, usually uh, use it for like a transit, so just pass by, and they don't even know that they can uh, kind of have, have few places of here to go to. Yeah, so you feel as well it's not highlighted where you are. You're off the beaten track. The street is yeah. abandoned. It's neglected, etc., etc. And I, I may yeah. ask you this: yeah. Do you feel now? Why did you come here at all? To Drogheda? Yes. Do you not feel now? Why did I do this? Have you signed a long lease there? Yes. Um, yeah, I came. I came. I've, I, I'm a very positive person. Like I see good in everything I I, um, I see around me. So I'm trying to fight it, fight this as much as possible. So I signed the contract for 12 months, and I see what will happen. You know, I don't lose my hope. Yeah. Uh, that's why. That's why I kind of uh, try to talk to people about that, and even uh, we try to put the petition with the, all the businesses over here. It's about 20 of them. Yeah. So maybe this will work. I think yes. the louder you, you you talk about this, the more people will, will you will get your attention. That's what I'm saying. Yes, you know? exactly. The one yeah. the one that shouts loudest tends to get the attention. But I was going to say that to you. Surely yeah. there are other business business people in the Stockwell Street area there yeah. that you know feel but, the same as yourself. Yes, but they are too proud. You know, people are sometimes too proud to, to say anything. So yeah. I was like, um, we have friends already after this, two, two months over here. So we kind of talk about, the, it's constantly the same issues that uh, that we come up with. So we, we, I was thinking maybe put together some kind of petition to the uh, council and ask them if, if they kind of look after us. It's not much money, it's not much resources that you need. Yeah, It's just, you know, a little bit of more attention. Give us a, a space on the main street so... And people they know that there is there's things to you know to the street, and that's that you know it's just the com- lack of the communication because basically nobody answers. Yeah. Look, I hear what you're saying. You feel yeah. uh, that you're talking to yourselves and nobody's paying attention. Yeah. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that this, conversations, uh, uh, this conversation we are having today will, will, will help highlight it as well. Where are you originally from? I'm Polish originally. It's and hel- 20 years in Ireland. Oh, God, you're, you're Irish now. You're, <laughs> I know you're not. You'll never be anything about Polish. I know that. I know that. In my but heart. In, my heart. <laughs> in your heart, for sure, is right. Yes, but the Polish yes. people have made an enormous contribution to Ireland. You really have. You've been wonderful. You and you're great people. You're hard workers. I know this. And you're committed. And uh, that's all. I, that's my experience of Polish people anyway. I couldn't praise them highly enough, to be honest with you. Uh, and and I, I, I thank you for joining me today to highlight uh, the issues that you have and hopefully yeah. this will help raise uh, the hair on this one and yeah. people will sit up and take notice. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to complain. I'm not this person. Yes, I know. Instance, you know. It's out there. I, it, it's not really pleasant to be out there and, and talk about that, but somebody has to start. You do. Otherwise, we just close all of these small, small places over here and we just 
going to the big shopping centers. This is what we want. That's, that's the question I'm usually asking. And I love the community vibe and uh, people are saying the same story. They want small places to be open and they want to explore and, and be able to connect, you know. You have it all sorted completely. You're absolutely <laughs> right. That's the future for all of our town centres. Multiple know. small businesses, people back living in the centre of our towns as well, which yeah. I think would help counteract a lot of this bad behaviour too, to be exactly. honest with you. You exactly. know? Exactly. I don't I, I do not blame people because I can see the, the you know the, the, the major problems Yes. around the world right now and I see that uh, teenagers have nothing to else to do other than you know cause trouble there's mm. not much ma- many facilities or uh, leadership or you know yeah. I understand I have teenagers myself so I know I know what, what, what they're concerned yes then you know you have to work work together to make sure that the, the world will be better tomorrow you know because today is still a lot of issues to be dealt with there are but by talking about them, highlighting them, and then yeah. uh, acting on what needs to be done, we exactly. can sort them out. It's as simple as that. Listen, it's great to talk to you. I wish you Thank well you. with Verde, and I hope you're there for many, many years to come. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Not at all. Thank you for joining me on the show today. And yet Alaska there uh, from Rush, where she runs a lovely coffee shop there. And you hear what that lady has to say. You know, and, and a good point she makes there at the end. With young people, it is about occupying minds, having things to do, facilities and places to go for young people, sports to take part in, because there's nothing worse than idle minds. Idle minds leads to problems, it really does. But just to summarise what Agneta said there, on Stockwell Street in Drogheda, and if you're listening to us today in the heart of Drogheda, you might have something to say about it, or in the centre of Dundalk, in the heart of Navin, Trim, Kells, the big urban areas round the northeast, are you experiencing anything like Agneta is in Drogheda on Stockwell Street. Rubbish. Problems with the drainage. What about that antisocial behaviour? Ten years of age, taking the seats from outside the uh, her coffee shop there and throwing them down the street and damaging them and they don't give a damn. They're not afraid. Urinating outside her premises as well. In daylight even. Uh, the furniture damage, as I said. The flowers that she's trying to add a little beauty to the place being torn down and thrown on the ground. Isn't it just the pits when you have somebody trying to make a living and offer a service to people? And yet, she says, the majority of people are lovely and she's building up a custom there as well. So, you know, if you've anything to say on this, I'd love to hear from you. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show or you can call in now on 1850-715-958. Yes, it's back, folks. In person this year, the Samhain Food Festival in Kells and it's on this weekend and it opens with a symposium on Friday in Eureka House from 2 to 5. You can go along for free. Check it out, boynevalleyflavours.ie. The details are there. And it's a three-pronged approach, really. The viability of creating an Irish centre for gastronomy in the Boyne Valley. Secondly, food education, why we all need to integrate it into our daily lives. And the third aspect is gastronomy. Yes, it's not just about cooking. And in the Boyne Valley, look at the history, look at everything else besides. I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the show today by Dr John Gilliland from Devonish Nutrition, who's going to tell us about the aspect he's going to be talking about at the symposium. John, you're welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jerry. John, you're uh, an integral part of this. We know Devonish at Dowd there, the farm and the research and everything else that's going on there. There's a project called Heartland. Will you explain its significance to us in the context of all that's happening this weekend and beyond? We're delighted and actually very flattered to be asked to actually share our journey 
with you know uh, w- with our neighbours across the Boyne Valley. You know, Devilish invested into the Boyne Valley in 2013. We bought the landscaping in Dice in 2013. And really, what we wanted to do, we're a, a livestock research company. You know, livestock production is really important to this island and important to the valley. And we wanted to set up a research facility where we could actually look about moving our journey in livestock production to something that actually um, produces nutritious food, but also looks after the environment together. Our Heartland project is one of those. It is funded by the European Commission. Uh, our two uh, research partners are Wagram University in the Netherlands and University College in Dublin. And uh, really what we're looking at is how do we actually grow animals better, so in this case beef and lamb, and reduce our environmental footprint at the same time within this stunning UNESCO World Heritage Site. And we, we've really learned a lot in the uh, seven years we've been farming at Dice about actually in the Boyne Valley, there is 6,000 years of history of farmers farming the land here. And particularly in Dice, we've got six different landscapes, Neolithic, Bronze Age, Early Medieval, Late Medieval, 18th century, and now today. And Heartland is really looking about tomorrow. And already we're seeing that through uh, switching from uh, our farmers here, predominantly fattened cattle, fattened sheep on perennial ryegrass. It's green everywhere. But what we're doing is looking at could we put more herbs and legumes in there? And if we graze that with beef and lamb, do we get a benefit in the animal? Do we get a benefit in the environment? And actually, yes to both. And so we're going to share some of that on Friday when people come along. Isn't it amazing to think that those 6,000 years you mentioned and, and all that history and all the people who've passed through and what they've done can have an influence and an input on food production today and into the future? What we have found, not only is it amazing, but actually here in Dice, we brought two different groupings of scientists together. We brought agriculturalists, which I am, okay? But we also brought archaeologists in as well. Two really good disciplines, but on one site, and we've got remarkable sparking between the two disciplines. So who would have realized that the technology, the digital technology we use to find where are our, you know, our heritage or where are the new monuments, the same technology called LIDAR, it's an aerial survey, the same technology using a different piece of software will tell us how much carbon is in every one of our trees. We didn't see this coming. Likewise, when I went off and did my soil analysis to understand what the status of fertility, we didn't realize that our phosphate soil results would allow the archaeologists to find new medieval settlements that had never been found before. And only has this happened in the Boyne Valley. It's an extraordinary heritage of food production we are a UNESCO site for a reason. We've been designated it because it is extraordinary. What we're doing is bringing that alive and we're learning the lessons from our history and using to shape our future path sustainable food production that also reduces our greenhouse gases, improves our water quality, improves our biodiversity. And 
There is no better place in the world to do it than in the Boyne Valley. So sustainability is a key tenant of what you're doing and what you're planning for in the future. And in the context of this conference in Glasgow and all that's going on at the moment, looking at the future of this planet that we share for a short time as our generations pass through, you're saying clearly, even though Irish agriculture, it's in the spotlight, it's under pressure, we're talking about cutting emissions, this can be done in a sustainable fashion. So on Friday, one of our five PhD students, Jane Shackleton, will actually walk people through some of her extraordinary work that she and her four PhD peers have done. Last year was our first grazing season, and we reduced our greenhouse gas emissions by 26% in one year. At the same time, we reduced our fertilizer use by 65%. We increased average daily live weight gain of the animals, And we increased the number of earthworms under our multi-species board by 300% in one year. That is an extraordinary result. This year, we're just totting up the results for this year, but this year looks like it's going to be as good as last year. And really, we believe we are what they call a lighthouse farm. We're one of 12 farms in the world uh, as part of a global network of lighthouse farms. And our job is to light up a future direction for farming and to share it with our farming peers and help them go on their journey as well. It's fascinating and it's vital for the future. And I say again, if you'd like to go along, it's free. You can register at boynevalleyflavours.ie. The symposium is on Friday, tomorrow at Eureka House in Kells from 2 to 5. And don't forget the Sound Festival. It's on over the weekend. And what a lineup they have. Cookery demos, food and drink tastings, farm tours, farmers markets, panel discussions, children's workshops. On and on it goes. You can get tickets on hinterland.ie. That's hinterland.ie. Kells is the place to be this weekend. I wish you well, Dr. John Gilliland, and it's great to hear what's going on right here in the Boyne Valley. Thank you. Really is, isn't it? It's really positive for farming. It's in the spotlight. It's under pressure, but it can be done. Agriculture can be done sustainably and still produce the wonderful food and beef and cheese and milk and everything that we do. Watch this space and at the heart of it there, Dr. Gilliland and his team uh, and well done to them. Now, just reminding you uh, that uh, we have Premier League football here on LMFM Radio on the app or you can listen or you can click on the Listen tab on the LMFM website. First up, this weekend, it's the Manchester Derby, United City, 12.30, 3 o'clock, Crystal Palace take on Wolves while the evening game is Brighton against Newcastle at half past five. Premier League Live with Now. Join in the experience with a Now Sports or Sports Extra membership. Yes, you can pick and choose as you please there. Up next on the show, it's a big day for Roy Taylor. You know him well, don't you? Yes, he's a good friend of ours. He's been living with uh, an MND uh, diagnosis for the last three and a half years and today is the day he releases his new song. He's with us next. Yes, Charlie Bird has certainly hugged the headlines in recent days and rightly so as he's come out and told us that he's living with motor neurone disease. But a man who's been living with it for three and a half years is a good friend of ours on Late Lunch. He's been in us on a number of occasions and he's recorded two songs for MND including a number one hit He's another one. It's out today. Well, the video of it's out today as well. And I've been looking at it this morning along with the song. And I'm delighted to say hello again to Roy Taylor. Roy, how are you? Hi, Jerry. Great, thanks. 
Anyway, let me say this to you. You've made a cracking job of the lovely video to go along with the song, Roy. Thank you very much. And that's great news, Jerry. Why not just put down this pint of champagne? <laughs> song only released a couple of hours and comes straight in at number seven in the iTunes charts. Ah, oh, terrific, Roy. Terrific. You're going to be number one shortly. He is, oh, folks. He is. In at seven. Isn't that just terrific? Look, at. let me talk about You were waiting for the, the video to do the release and, and the whole lot. Yeah. I love the theme in it. Yourself and your daughter and the animation and the lovely old television set, Roy. Yeah. You see, the difference is, if you use a modern TV, you wouldn't know it's a TV. No. It would be an iPad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yes. But we've used animation, and of course, Ella and myself in reality. But it's very honest. Yeah. It shows a snapshot of my life. Mm. And with Ella, you know, so we try to be true to show people this is who we are, this is what we do, we get on with it, and we keep fighting. And the the name of the song, I Can't Wait for Tomorrow, the little story behind that is you and her when she was smaller. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> the whole story is this. Um, I put her to bed at night uh, when she's three years of age, lie in the big bed, gave her a bottle, and one night she said, Daddy, tell me a story. I said, of course, sweetheart. Just tell me about the three little piggies. Straight away, I'm trying to remember the three little piggies. So I decided I'd ad lib. So we started off. Once upon a time, the three little piggies. Ella interrupts. What were the names, Daddy? I go, uh, Piggy, Wiggy, and Ziggy. She laughs. <laughs> no, that's not the names. It's uh, Pinky, Perky, and Zerky or something. <laughs> so straight away, I'm under pressure. So I continue, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Pink, Pinky went to market. Buy some straw. The house. She laughs again. No, no, Daddy. Collected the straw in the woods. Tell you what, Daddy. I'll tell you the story. Ah. So, I was lying there, listening to the full, uninterrupted version. We did the piggies. <laughs> Trying to keep my eyes open. Eventually, she smiled and said, The end, Daddy. Did you like that? I love it. Ella, I cannot wait for tomorrow. Oh. Bye, Daddy. Because I love you even more. Isn't that just so touching? It really is, Roy. You know, you've just... Oh, my God. When you just reflect on that, that the child turns the tables on the dad, tells the story, and those lovely words. Yep. And that's that's where it came from. That's the name of the song. This is the genesis of this whole thing. Every night since, to this day, I say, Ella, can't wait for tomorrow. Mm. He says, because you love me, love me even more. Oh, my, my, my. And that, that line I just jumped out at me in the song as I listened to it today as well. I can't wait for tomorrow because I'll, cause you love me even more. It really is, it really is beautiful. Look, you, you've been out this week as well with Charlie uh, telling us his news. You've had words for him. You've, you've been uh, giving him advice. Absolutely, Jerry. Look, you know, it's still very raw for Charlie. And I thought he was very brave. He did a radio interview about a week after his diagnosis. That's very hard to do. 
Mm. And his mind is filled, I'm sure, with mixed emotions. And my advice was and is to make each day while laugh more than you cry or feel sad. That's how you get through it. Make your day as positive as you can. Mm. He's a very positive man. Yeah. Very feels he's losing his voice. I could take a very long time because M and D is different for everybody. It's plateau and he's still saying that in a year or two. But he says his voice is his calling card. Charlie has to realise the calling card comes from head office, his brain. That's not going to change. Yeah. Journalistic, amazing brain. It's not going to change. People want to still know what Charlie has to say because they trust him. He's very engaging. I think he's very interesting. He's a legend. And that's not going to change because his voice mm. is creating. Yes, and, and, and you've been in the same boat because your voice was you as well and your voice has continued and it continues today and continues in, in song and in speech and, and will for a long, long time to come. Um, you, know, you know where you are today. You know, when, when we met first, I met you early on, like Charlie. You know, when Charlie was diagnosed, you were here with me and you've been with me on and off since. You, you're doing the best you can, as you say. Every single day you get up, Roy. Yeah, look... When I couldn't play my beloved bass guitar anymore, mm. I was battered. I mean, Jerry, I used to decide every night when I sleep with my lovely bass or my lovely wife. I love my my bass, you know. But uh, the wife went out in the end. Um, I couldn't play that anymore. Yeah. I thought my songwriting is finished. But not. I now write music in my head, the lyrics. And with my son Terence, I work out the chord patterns and we get recording them. And in fact, the truth is, since I've MNT, I've had more music success. So, Charlie, watch your back, MNT. <laughs> Fantastic. And what a campaign that has been. And you've raised thousands for MND research and support as well. You're some man for one man. Now this song can be downloaded folks from iTunes or Google Play and again every single euro goes towards researching MND and we are going to get on top of this one day and a man making a huge contribution to it is Mr Roy Taylor. Do download it folks. It's number seven. We got to get it to number one Roy. Yeah. We are going to do it. Yes, yes we can, I'm sure. Anyway, Roy, lovely to hear from you today and we're going to play out with it now. We have it here lined up for you. Do you want to introduce it yourself? Come on. Absolutely. And I urge everybody to say son or daughter every day. I can't wait for tomorrow because you'll love me even more. Ah, Roy. Lovely, lovely. Take care of yourself. Here it is. Let's hear what it's all about. Heading to number one in the charts. Roy, God bless you. Thank you, Jerry. Take care. On the day that you were born, I held you in my arms. You made my life a paradise, and all my dreams come true. With that. 
every step I take I see your shining light Your morning hugs fill me with love Your bedtime kiss at night I can't wait for tomorrow Beautiful Roy and Ella Taylor there, just released today, gone in straight in at number seven in the charts. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. You can download it from iTunes or Google Play and all proceeds going towards motor neuron disease research. Isn't he a terrific guy? And the voice is lovely, lovely harmony there together. And Roy is certainly belting them out still, isn't he? Well done to them. It's absolutely fantastic. And I'm sure it's destined for the number one spot for sure. Lovely, lovely song. I can't wait for tomorrow. We were talking top of the show to Anyeta Alaska and the problems she's been having in her coffee shop in the heart of Drogheda and Stockwell Street. Um, catch the hooligan, says a listener. Put a GPS ankle bracelet on them. Open Spike Island. I'm a single dad and my children had good reason to rebel, but I always talked and listened to them. Never had any trouble. You see, kids do as kids see. And the parents as well, Jerry. They have to be brought into the uh, equation. Uh, nobody tell me they're just children. Look what happened uh, to young Jamie Bulger many, many years ago. There are some nasty kids in every town. Thanks indeed for that. Another message into us says, the town of Drogheda is completely forgotten, Jerry. That is the bottom line here. And really, until power is returned to the area... It's not going to improve at all, says John, this afternoon. Keep your comments coming to us. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text 1850-715-958. If you'd like to call in, up next, Connor Lennon tells us the story. He's had to adjust to life as he loses his sight. I went into lockdown with a job I loved and my eyesight. I've come out the other end with neither. Those are the words of my next guest, Connor Lennon. Hello, Connor. Good afternoon, how are you? I'm really good. Thank you for joining me on the show. What happened? What happened? Um, it was a complication due to diabetes. I got um, retinopathy about three or four years ago, and I was going through, say, the surgeries and stuff like that before COVID hit, and then during COVID, it just kind of all went belly up. Did something bring it on in particular? Um, well, I found out about it through an accident while I was going to work. I was getting out of the car and I hit my head with the car boot. And um, I noticed a few floaters and a few spaces kind of disappearing in my eyesight. So I went to get it checked, and it turned out I had retinopathy. Now I would have had I would have had the retinopathy for a good while before without noticing it, but the 
the bang kind of caused the blood vessels in the eyes to start bleeding. So they were able to find out from there what was happening. Like, And this changed life for you completely. You mentioned that you had a job that you loved. What did you do? I was teaching swimming in Gym Plus in Jada. Right, and how long were you at that? I've been teaching swimming for a good 10 or 12 years. I worked up in Oral beside you guys for mm. eight or nine years, and then I went to Gym Plus after that, and I'd done it pretty, pretty much all my life, because I loved it. And this now means that cannot be anymore? That job is gone? It's, it's, go- it's gone, yeah. Well, like, I can't see the kids properly. I can't teach them properly, I suppose. Mm. And and yeah. how how little sight have you now? And does it differ from eye to eye? It differs from eye to eye. So in my left eye, I have some peripheral and no central. In my right eye, I have some central but no peripheral. I think, yeah. What about getting about? Obviously, you, you you live out Cullen where you had to travel into work and that. I take it you drove a car and that. Is, is driving not possible now? No, driving. I got rid of the car last, last end of last year. Mm. And I've been relying on buses and I love walking now. And I suppose we'll be trying to move back into Drogheda fairly soon just to be a little bit more central. But at the moment, it's a good half an hour walk to the bus stop and then bus where I need to go. So that's life-limiting as well. You can't come and go as you please. You have to fit in with the public transport time. So that's a, a, a big issue for you. How, If you could describe for listeners, in a, in a sense, if you were sitting in a room and the television was over in the corner, would you see it? I'd see the light coming from it, but I wouldn't be able to really make out what's on the screen. Right. But it would depend on the, type, the size of the TV. Like, yeah. If it's a smaller TV, I wouldn't make it out as well. Yeah. If it's a bigger TV, I'd be able to just know where it is. But look, I get by on most things. I use a cane to get round. I, I I have applied for a guide dog. I, they said I can get one, but at the moment I have my own little dog at home and he'd be a bit of a nuisance to a guide dog. So it's kind of in between him and the guide dog. So at the moment I've chosen him for, for some reason they don't know. Mm. But um, I get by with the cane fairly well. Like when I'm going through town, you'd see me either with a, a single cane, which is a shorter cane, or the long cane, depending on the day and depending on how busy it is around the place like um, other than that I get by fairly well like at home I'm well sorted because I've had a lot of time to practice um, shopping and stuff like that is I usually do it with someone just so I can find the things and then the rest of it is just wing it as you're going along you kind of you learn to adapt very quickly and find little ways to trick things around mm. and when you're out and about like that with the cane and walking along the streets and that is it again shadows you see or if somebody comes up close to you will you recognise them I've got about a metre and a half. I'd recognise you if you were fairly close to me. Yeah. But, like, if you were... If I'm out of setting as well. To say, if I knew you were coming round, I'd almost... Like, if you're if you're in your normal setting, I know who you are. But then I've been stopped in random places. And sure, it could be my best friend. And they say, hey, Connor, how are you? And I'd have to be like, um... Hey. Yeah. <laughs> is that kind of way? Yes, and yes. And I sit like back and go and... Come on, you know who it is. I'm like, mm. say a few more sentences just so I can recognise the voice. Yeah, yeah. So voice recognition will certainly become sharper. Is there any way of, you know, reversing this, or have is there, is there anything there that can help? Uh, we're just trying to keep it as it is at the moment. So there's still chances of it getting worse. But I say what I'm at now is kind of like my baseline. So future operations will be to stop it getting worse. But I don't think there's any operations that will make it better. Mm. So. And 
hoping for the best to keep in this. Yeah, to, to just stay where you are at this point in time. What about work? How, how have you fared out? You can't uh, teach the swimming or be involved in the gym as now. What are you doing? What are you up to? Can you work? I can. I started working in a little Chinese in Sully Allen about six or eight weeks ago. And it's it's it's, it's quiet, it's small, it's, it's nice close quarters, kind of comp- uh, compact-like. It's mm. just, I learned how to do it over a few weeks. They gave me a load of help, and from there I just kind of went with it. So you... Go ahead. You are working, which is good. So you have a job, it gets you out, you're, you're earning some money with it as well. How, and it, it, does the, the, the restriction inside limit you in any way? You mentioned you had some little hacks or tricks of getting around things. Do you need to use those in the job you're doing now? It's really just organisation. Like, I've got a set place to have everything. Yeah. It's the, same at, it's the same at home. Like, my coffee is the exact same place every day. The kettle has to be in the same it's just having things in a place where I know where they are. So when I go into work, I set up to the things where I know they are, and then I just go from there. My word, hasn't your life been turned on its head? It has. It's great and terrible at the same time. Now, you are working on other aspects of your life. A little birdie tells me your, tells me your uncle presented you with something, and uh, you could be heading for the, the stage of some grand places very soon. I don't know how far I get with that, but I'm, I'm doing well enough with it. My uncle dropped up a piano in January, and I had a mountain of time to kill, so I played piano with it, and I think I'm doing fairly well. People seem to appreciate it, and it keeps my mind a bit sharper, and it keeps me focused on things. That is great to hear that you are learning and you're playing, and I'm told you're making steady progress, so keep that one going. And that's a, a new outlet for you with the piano. Well done, Uncle, on that one there. In terms of, you know, support for you, Connor, and that, the, the fighting blindness people, um, you, you've had a great help there, I believe. Yeah, they were brilliant. When they, last June, when I, 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 I was technically made blind in June last year, so a year, a year and two or three months ago, and I'd say the day I got home from the hospital after they kind of diagnosed it, finished it off kind of thing, my fiancé had gone to every support that she could, and Triton Down was just the one that kind of pushed through the most. So they, they set up loads of different kind of well, courses and stuff, say for like either using your tablet or getting back to using your phone, or they did the counselling, they did loads of little peer support groups. It was just things like, like the things you don't, they seem so basic, but then, like, even making a cup of coffee when you don't know how to do it when you can't see, they were like, right, well, try this, 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 and this. And they just kind of gave you tips and hints of how to get around the place. So they've they were been, great they, they've been very helpful. I know that too, as well. And when you think of it, like there are what almost two hundred and seventy-five thousand people in Ireland living uh, with sight loss. It's it's an awful lot of people, and there's a big uh, demand on their services. Um, you mentioned your fiance there, Eva, and you have a little boy as well, Noah. He's seven years of age. I'm sure they're great support to you as well. They've been great through it, and I suppose with all the kind of people staying home through like the start of the year and the end of the year last year. I had a lot more people at home, so I wasn't just sitting by myself wallowing, if you get me. Yeah. I was I was forced to do things. I don't know if forced is the right word. I was set to do things with them and get on with family life. And we did everything that we would do if you were sighted. We baked, we gardened, we did arts, we did things outside. We, we did everything great. So it was great kind of a distraction from it, if you get me. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel angry or cheated by what's happened to you you know this, why me 
At the moment, no, but next week could be a different answer. Ah, yes. I yeah. think when they say it comes in waves, it does come in waves. Mm. Like you have a great week and you have a terrible week. Mm. So the great weeks you go with, the terrible weeks, you try and remember the great weeks and try and get back in them. It's great way of looking on things and it's a good way of looking at many things in our lives as well well the reason we are talking is that there's a special day coming up this Saturday it's called Retina 2021 and of course it is organised by the fighting blindness people so if you're somebody who uh, you know has issues with your sight or maybe not engaged with them before you can find out more by uh, logging on to fightingblindness.ie or follow them follow Fighting Blindness on Twitter they're there as well you can pick up all the information uh, from those sources well look I wish you well with your new job and with your move if that comes about in the near future uh, you're talking about that as well and I hope I really do hope that this stays where it is now and please God in the future with all that's going on in the world of science and medical uh, that this can be reversed for people like yourself uh, thanks for joining me Connor on the show appreciate it no problem thanks for having me not at all take care of yourself that's Connor Lennon there from Cullen and County Loud lost his sight you know not during the pandemic it's been a difficult time I need not say that again but uh, he's a great guy isn't he he's getting on with it and doing his, the best he can and he's working again and we wish him and his family all the very best Thank you, Katie. Jerry. I'm calling you from Clarehead. The hedge along the road to the chapel of the church in Clarehead has been cut, and it looks great, but all the bits and pieces have been left. And the footpath, the baby buggies are being punctured. You can't take the dog for a walk because of the thorns getting into their paws. Why can't the farmer clean up after the hedge cut, says Katie. And Katie, you're right. If you're that farmer who cut that hedge along the chapel road there in Clarehead... Get your ass out there and tidy up that footpath and leave it safe for buggies and dogs, will you, for us? Just do us a little favour there. Thanks indeed, Katie, for letting us know. Louise, I'm getting the jab. What jab? Me booster. <laughs> Remember I said in the air yesterday, I, the message came through on the phone when I was, was here. So I'm getting me booster jab for COVID. I'm getting the Pfizer-BioNTech. That's me third prod this year. Well, it's me fourth. I got the flu as well. Be I'll be invincible. I'm like a cushion. Yeah, I'm like a pin cushion, mm. so I will. You'll but be I'm, Captain but, COVID. <laughs> but you know what? I'm getting it because it's kept me safe and I really believe in it. And did you see the big story today about the HPV vaccines? They now know that it's reduced cancers by 90%. That's a vaccine. Brilliant. Isn't that great Mm. news, folks? That's a vaccine reducing cancers by 90%. And I say it again, vaccines have saved millions and millions and millions Mm. of lives in the world. I have to say the HPV, I was a a little bit hesitant of signing my son up for it, I have to say. But after listening to the late Eileen Rush last year, no brainer. No brainer, it. that's true. And Eileen was a great advocate for it and will always be an advocate for it. For it, That's so true. But 90% it's reduced. That's huge. That is massive. It's a massive big story. And if you have any doubts, as Louise said, just think of uh, the potential consequences and what that vaccine can do. Anyway, I'm getting my booster on Saturday. Grateful to get it as well. And I say again here, wash the hands, keep the distance, wear the mask. Just be a little more careful, Louise. We need to yeah, be no. that bit more careful so at this time. So easy to get lax. You oh, know, in the last few months people yeah, were... Yeah, and we have. And I have as well. I have to be honest about it. I but think we, once we thought we were vaccinated, yes. that was it. We were safe. 
it was the let's party the shield and let's party time and it's not that case we can see that it's certainly helping you know in terms of hospitalizations ICU deaths there's no doubt about that a lot of unvaccinated people in the hospital and vaccinated people too yeah. but you won't be as sick if you get it and I say again get the vaccine if you haven't got it at this stage go get the vaccine and we've got to work harder and just be a little more careful at this time anyway on late lunch after two it's Lady Gaga Magella you might be happy today and we hear from a real good sort she's a great woman yes Roisin O'Brien is with us on late lunch but taking us to news weather and sport it's Wilson Pickett haven't heard this one for ages I love it hold on and hold on with us on late lunch please do Why do you lock yourself up in these chains? No one can change your life except for you. Don't ever let anyone step all over you. Just open your heart and your mind. Mm. Is it really fair to feel this way inside? for more details. Which of these is a main crop variety of potato? Is it British Queen, Maris Piper or Home Guard? The answer is Maris Piper is the main crop. And a three-month supply of Clinton's crisps is winging its way today to Kilcock to Marie McTernan. Well done to you, Marie. Got the answer right, along with many, many others indeed. Thanks for entering. If you entered your names in the hat for a €50 shopping voucher, we'll be drawing that on the show on Monday. But tomorrow on Late Lunch, I have another three months supply of the beautiful Clinton's crisps to give away to one of you. So if you didn't uh, win today, well, perhaps it's your opportunity to do so on Late Lunch tomorrow. Now, my artist of the week is Lady Gaga. And in 2015, Gaga was well on the way to reinventing her image and style, working with Tony Bennett, as I said yesterday, and delivering a marvellous melody of popular songs at the Academy Awards that year. She stole the show, really. Her acting side, which she always wanted to develop, shone in the TV horror called Hotel, for which she won a Golden Globe. She sang the National Anthem at Super Bowl in 2016 and was the headliner at the following year's Super Bowl. And again, she just went down a treat. She released a fifth album at this time called Joanne. And the name of the album, it was dedicated to her late aunt, who Gaga said was a huge musical inspiration for her in her life. She toured extensively, made more horror on TV very successfully. And uh, she revealed that she was suffering from a chronic pain ailment, the effects of fibromyalgia. And we've uh, spoken about that on the show here as many as a time. She's a politically motivated woman too, a big Democrat supporter, campaigner for tougher gun controls in the States, a supporter of LGBT rights worldwide. She also set up a foundation to empower young people and as a philanthropist, her generosity has reached far wide and deep. But back to the music today and in 2018 she teamed up with Bradley Cooper to remake the 1937 movie 
A Star Is Born. They wrote all the songs, played the roles in the movie, and it was highly acclaimed, from which today's Lady Gaga collaborative song is taken. Tell me something, boy. Aren't you tired trying to fill that void? Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? I'm falling in all the good times I find myself longing. woman is pure genius i absolutely love that song best original song at the critics choice movie awards at the golden globes and academy award winner no surprise simply brilliant in fact the movie was nominated for eight academy awards terrific indeed more about gaga tomorrow round about this time on late lunch just reminding you at this time succession is back starring our favorite savagely wealthy family the roys let's celebrate the release of series three with now you could win a holiday to new york worth ten thousand euro Flights, limo transfer, five-star hotel and a helicopter ride over New York and spending money too. How do you enter? Answer this question. Who plays Logan Roy in succession? Is it A, Brian Cox or B, Courtney Cox? Text HOLIDAY and your answer A or B along with your name to 57080. Text costs €2. You must be over over, over 18 to enter and you'll be in with a chance to win that holiday worth €10,000. One text per entry. Get Bill Pear's permission. The winner will be announced shortly on November the 9th. For terms and conditions, check out the competition page at lmfm.ie and the best of luck to you there. Final break this Thursday afternoon. She's a real good sort. You'll find out why after the break. I'm chatting with Roisin O'Brien. Now, if you visit cemeteries to pay respect to those who've passed on ahead of our time, which I do regularly. I'm a regular visitor to the cemetery, St. Peter's, where my parents rest and others as well. And I love to go there and say a prayer and tend to their grave. But there are many graves, sadly, where there are no longer anybody alive to take care of them and they fall into disrepair and disuse and it's shocking to see. Now people uh, have been very good going tending to these graves but my next guest is someone who has done real good and I want to say hello to her again today and just tell you what she's been up to. Roisin O'Brien, hello again. Hi Jerry. how are you? Thanks so much for having me on again. Not at all because I'm delighted to highlight what you've been up to. It is around that whole thing where you have graves with nobody there's nobody alive to take care of them, isn't it? Exactly. They're all real old graves, um, mostly down at the back end where the skip is. Mm. Um, My friend, uh, Noel Carter, he had started to repair some graves. It was actually himself and John Joe Leach 
who um, they actually inspired me. And mm. um, when I saw the work that they had been doing, and I said, God, God, what could I do to help? So Noel had been planting grass and all these old graves, including I don't know if, if you've ever heard the story of Alice Slowey. She was shot dead in 1922. And um, Noel actually looks after her grave now as well. So I've put pots on that too. Um, to maintain it. But yeah, that's what I've basically been doing, Jerry, since um, the end of June, start of July. I maintained about 40 graves over the summer myself. And of course, it's coming towards the end of the season and pots had to be changed. And I said, God, what, what, what am I going to do? So I started uh, GoFundMe, uh, sponsor a grave. And I'm after having such a huge reaction, such a positive reaction to this. I've collected over 600 euros so far and I've been able to do around 100 grace and counting. Oh. Have more. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going. But um, as you know, like, it's to get these pots. So basically what I had to do was, because um, they are quite expensive if you don't get them in season, like you can get them cheap enough at the start of the season. Mm. But as time goes on, they're more expensive. And, um, you know, if you're to buy them in garden centres, etc., because uh, deals in places like that don't stock them at this time of year. So I said, what will I do? So I started hopping in and out of the skip and collecting all the empty pots that people were throwing away. Good I was like you. a womble, Jerry. <laughs> no, good on you. Good on you, because you know what you're doing. You're recycling as well. You're not letting exactly. it be taken away. You're yeah. reusing. Yeah, I am. And um, I collected myself. Um, I, I, I stopped after the fourth grade. People wanted to help me. And I said, no, hold off, because I'm going to start again in autumn. And we'll have an autumn winter collection up in the graveyard. And I'll start, uh, I'll keep collecting the pots. So I collected about 80 pots from the skip, so myself. So um, I fill them all up and plus more. So as I said, I've got 100 done so far. So I've after, uh, someone is after gifting me about 40 empty pots. So I'm raring to go again <laughs> with the rest. Yeah. So you put these pots, you, you, you have to buy the flowers, of course, your GoFundMe money is good, yeah. getting the little yeah. plants for the pots, and you put a pot on a grave where there is nobody yeah, to remember nobody those who lie there. Yeah, yeah and I, I also put a little butterfly on it mm. to dress it up. So, yeah, that's exactly what I do. And um, people have been so good. And as I said, I'm after collecting well over 600 euros so far. Well done to you. And well done to everybody who supported you. Where is that GoFundMe? How can people give you a, a few um, euro? If you looked up GoFundMe, just if you Google GoFundMe, and it's just Sponsor a Grave by Roisin O'Brien. Okay. That's what it's under. Okay, very simple. Sponsor a Grave by Roisin O'Brien. Yeah. God Almighty, you know, you met the boys, Noel Carter and John Joe Leach, and look what's happened yeah. now. You've taken on the baton, and you're doing another aspect of this. Let me tell you, I've seen your flowers. I've seen the butterflies. I've been up there, and I was wondering, who was it? And it's yeah. the bell Roisin that's uh, at it this. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. great. It really is a lovely, lovely, thoughtful thing to do to remember those who have nobody to remember them. Yes, exactly, Jerry. And it just makes me feel so happy and that I've I've contributed as well, you know. Oh, you have by uh, the spadeful, as they say. So look, you're going to continue. You're over 100 at this stage. You're going to keep going? 
I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I'm keep collecting pots and putting them on grace and we, we'll see how we get on. And I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who has sponsored me, from people from Finglas in Dublin, Dundalk and Tipperary. And it, it's been amazing. All over, and all over the money has so, come from. So happy, yeah. Yeah, thank yeah, it's so great. And, and and is it true you're also looking at, uh, th- there's a need for a water sprayer? Is, is that on there your agenda? Be, there, there will be, Jerry. Please yeah. God, in spring, mm. I'll uh, try and fundraise. And um, basically, during the summer when it was really warm, mm. obviously, John Joe was going up every day, as was I, to water the plants at the back. But you've seen how, how many yards there is of plants. And what we had to do was I had a little trolley mm. and we, we had filled maybe three watering cans, five litre bottles of water and a bucket. <laughs> and we were dragging them over and going up and down. <laughs> so I'm thinking now, if I could get that for him, yes. to be able to at ease walk over yeah. and just spray the plants, hopefully. That's my aim for the spring. Well, you know what? My money's on you. You'll do it because you are a real doer and a giver. That will happen. But look, I just wanted to acknowledge today, on behalf of those who can't acknowledge it, your kindness and your lovely gesture. You're fantastic, Roisin. Thank you so much, Jerry. Not I at really, all. really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me and telling us Thank your lovely you. story. It's a lovely finish Thank to the show today. Take care. Bye-bye. Isn't she just great? And I'm getting messages there. Oh, Roisin, what a lovely, thoughtful person, says somebody there. Good on you, says another. Great thoughtful, great thoughts, really, to do something like that. Thank you. They go on like that. They're coming into us as we speak. And I understand uh, when you hear a story like that, it really does touch you, doesn't it? Well done to her. And a nice way to round off our Thursday late lunch. Tomorrow on the show, we'll be talking about goofy gadgets, seasonal soups. We have sport with David Sheehan, the riddle on Friday. And if you're into your crisps, well, there's another three months supply of Clintons to be won on the show and more besides. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Have yourselves a lovely Thursday evening. And don't forget to tune in this evening. We have the Big Loud Derby. Yes, draw the United against Dundalk. It's a sellout. All tickets are gone for the game, but you can listen live here. David Sheen will be bringing us the commentary from Head in the Game Park. That's the Big Loud Derby, and it's a crucial one. Draw the United against Dundalk as the League of Ireland season winds down. A lot at stake. It's here live on LMFM Radio. Friday, 1.30. It's a date. We'll see you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Drada and Talking Cabin. Let Blackstone Motors find the perfect car for you. With over 300 cars to choose from, we have the biggest selection of pre-owned cars in Drada and Talking Cabin. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie for more details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.